Hello guys, welcome to another podcast. Um, today I'm joined by a great friend, Dan. Hello. Hello. Um, wow. <laughs> finally. Congrats on your achievement of this sin, whatever this is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, wow, it's, it is kind of surreal. Um, because this is um episode. I, know, I, I am a legend. What can I say? You are, yeah. <laughs> all, we can all agree on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're on episode four now. Wow. Yeah. You're really steamrolling ahead. Yeah, that I know. Might... Then again, you, you have an app that just does this all for you now, which I'm almost <laughs> intrigued about. Now I've uh, been invited to. A... <laughs> Back in my day, if we had to. If we wanted to do this outside of the radio studio, we had to record our own audio and then just do a Skype call and then there was editing. And, uh, yeah. This is, this is certainly uh, interesting. Is, yeah, because um, you used to do a podcast before, didn't you? Yes, and it was garbage. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you have a better time on this one. Well, I mean, my co-presenter on the other one was... Uh, a bit of a twonk, so... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be why. But, yeah, I uh, just wanted to be here. It uh, reminds me of uh, when I used to do radio. And okay. it's so much more relaxed than that. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you remember a couple of years ago, I think it was uh, every other Thursday. Yes. I used to have to drive for, like, an hour. Uh, and then <laughs> I would have stuff up on, uh, on Facebook. And it was... Um, yeah, the thing is, uh, there are so many more rules that uh, you need to know about um, yeah. when you're on radio. And after kind of being trained up in uh, like the procedures of uh, Ofcom and uh, things mm-hmm. like that, I, I realised that large radio stations, especially when they do, uh, when they have people call in, the amount of times they actually break Ofcom regulations, but no one knows <laughs> about it. It's so surreal. Oh. Uh, but uh, only being on a small station, we have to be very, very careful. Uh, oh, yeah. Things. So uh, it was it, it was certainly uh, an experience. A, an experience, yeah. <laughs> I, I, do have, I do have a few words, but I don't think Ofcom would be very happy with them. So yeah. <laughs> sorry for him. <laughs> um... So, I feel like we should probably go through like a background check. So, sort of explain who you are. Of you course. know, what's what's you. So, um, Dan here, um, is a great Hello. friend of mine. Yeah, we've known each other for uh, quite a few years now. I'm not actually sure how long. I think it's coming to four years now. Uh, well, four have, or five. Four, yeah, four or five. Um, and Dan does a lot of photo editing. Um, he actually has his own website, which is on Fiverr, and he, I believe you do a lot of, like, cosplay edits, and I believe you do other stuff as well. Is that right? Yes, that that is correct. Congratulations on your research. <laughs> yep. Um, he also has his own Instagram, which is uh, Daniel.toast. Um, definitely check it out. It's got lots of fun edits on there um, of himself and animals and stuff like that. Um so definitely yes, um, check that stuff thank out. You, and thank you for the username. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was also an experience. <laughs> yeah, so obviously, Dan, you're, you're fairly new to, like... Because obviously, I think 
you've always been someone who's always been on social media but i think in recent years you've kind of become like a bit more involved within that mm. so i sort of just wanted to ask like how how's that been like how have you found like being slightly more connected in the social networking um for the most part i feel a lot more like a manelli or so i guess it makes me feel younger <laughs> than that i generally feel whenever i have to get up every morning um, <laughs> we're literally yeah. the same age what are you all about yeah but i have a bad back now and my oh, are going wonky such an old uh, man i know i can remember the war but uh, yeah because um <laughs> obviously i can remember like when we were in weatherspoons which for people who don't know um in the uk it's like a really famous um it's a really, really famous pub chain, yeah. Yes. Of all these different pubs, um, there are nine hundred and thirty-seven across the UK. I think. There you go. Yeah. Um, I know that because I have a goal to uh, drink in every single one of them. By <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I actually remember like when we were setting up your Instagram and how much because mm. obviously it was one of those things where um, we myself and Mickey were like. Oh, you gotta get it! You gotta get it! You gotta get it! And mm. then, obviously, here we are, like a year and a bit later. Yeah, and I finally you know... cracked under that pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how how have you like how have you like found that? Because I I'm assuming you've met a lot of people through the app and stuff, and I assume that's kind of giving you like more contacts for like projects and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, it's an amazing tool to be able to meet. Uh, new people especially people who uh, are just like you so uh who are creatives who you can uh, work together with oh um, yeah it, it's been a lot of uh, it's been a lot of fun because oh, okay. uh i, I kind of used social media growing up yeah um, and i kind of just hated it so i would hardly oh, okay. ever bother i had a twitter account and the people on twitter uh well, yeah. uh, I have a Facebook account, but the people on Facebook, uh, well, say say no more. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Instagram was uh, very different. Yeah, and, I, mean... uh, I loved it because as a creative person, I got to be able to share uh, all the photo edits and things like that. Uh, I was able to get feedback. Uh, it's a great promotional tool as well. Oh, um, uh, I'd agree the people, that. And the people that I've met there have just been... Uh, amazing ah yeah uh, uh, especially um which i will probably go on uh, on to in a minute anyway uh but mm. especially connecting people um from comic-con and actually being able to yeah. talk to them uh, outside has been great because yeah. i'm still very new to uh the comic-con scene as you'll probably want to talk about later on yeah uh, so it's uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah it's it's been a great tool and um, mm. I, I've met a lot of people from a lot of musicians actually from around the world uh, that I've helped out. Oh, that's quite and, cool. Uh, uh, yeah, it's great. It cost me a lot of money, and now I have to buy the match. <laughs> but yeah, it's <laughs> to be <laughs> fair, you, you can pretty much meet anyone from Instagram, or pretty much it's kind of scary the amount of things you can find on there. Like, mm. like not just with like creative people. There's just so many like different size of instagram there's the good there's the bad and well there's the ugly but mm. i like to think there's mainly good there's mainly good 
Um, but yeah, obviously you saying about um, social media, like when you were younger, I could kind of relate to that as well. Because, um, you know, once upon a time, you know, back in primary school where everyone was getting Facebook. Mm. Because, you know, it was quite a big thing at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had literally no interest in it at all. Mm. You know, my mum set it up and, you know, I sort of did a bit of this, a bit of that. And it wasn't really for me. Whereas now, I mean, all these different social networkings like um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of surreal, isn't it? Like how much social media has evolved as, as well, I think. Because mm. obviously... Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, going back to like the early days of Facebook, it was literally just, you know, you were posting pictures or you were like updating the status. Now you've got videos and memes and mm. all sorts, really. Like there was none <laughs> of that like back then. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I started Facebook in the exact same way as you did. I, I, yeah, it was just so cool in primary school, but I didn't really care about it so much because I was like, well. I see people every day. I don't really want to see you guys yeah. anymore. So uh, no thanks. Uh, but my mum set me up an account um, with her own email addresses uh, and things <laughs> like that, just so she had an extra account to trade stuff in Farmville with. And, oh, and that was it. And then on my birthday, <laughs> she would just start posting for me and be like, thank you for my birthday messages and, and things oh, like that. So I didn't even bother going something. onto the account I had. <laughs> Oh man, that's 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 <laughs> mental. It's so surreal. And now my mother's on Instagram, so I guess we need to find a new platform in a few years. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh, well, I'm very excited to see like what goes down that road. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. So um, obviously, going back to like the photo editing stuff, um, mm. I can imagine that must take a long time because I feel um, like. Because obviously I, I do edits myself, um, probably not to the scale that you do, because I know you really like to proper go in depth and layer it, make sure everything's spick and span. Um, yeah. So what would you say is probably like the hardest thing you've had to do, like in terms of like editing something? Um, probably having to deal with the clients being like, Hey, have you done this yet? And then 10 minutes later, have you done your shit? You're not naming any names, Lucas. But, uh, yeah. but, uh, no, but I mean, like, in terms of, like, has there been, like, a work. picture? Yeah. Um, I'm not really too sure, actually. I guess it just depends on... I mean, there's a learning curve for everything. And there's a lot of stuff that I can do really quickly, really easily. There's stuff that I know how to do, but it takes a lot more time. Uh, and uh, because it's part of a creative process, other people have different ways of getting the same effects or similar effects. So it, it's all about learning and kind of just building up uh, this toolbox of uh, things that you yeah. can do. Uh, so it, it's really weird because sometimes uh, some edits that look really complicated as literally just okay. in masking out uh, two things adding some extra effects and it's done but it looks really complicated and some things oh, wow. that look really simple have taken five hours okay it's a bit of a weird one um mm. i think uh, for the most part if you're in the mood uh, in a creative mood to 
uh, experiment. Um, you set yourself aside a few hours just to see what works. Um, nothing's particularly difficult, um, but it, it's sometimes not a walk in the park. So you need to make sure you have yeah. like, a passion for it. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, an edit I did for um, a new cosplayer that was in Texas, I think. Okay. Uh, I think I interesting. Uh, yeah. I, well, I mean, with the internet, it's worldwide. Now. I, mean, <laughs> I, I technically am an international freelancer, so yeah, I know. <laughs> but, which sounds great, but it it's really not. Oh <laughs> you, god! You have to be okay. up all hours of the day, so. But it, it's fantastic. Fun to say if you're trying to flirt, so there's that. Oh, thing, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, the edit that I did, uh, he cosplayed as uh, the new Joker. Oh, okay. Had the red cool. suit. I don't know if I've actually... I I think I've probably shown you uh, this. I think you actually have, yeah. Um, I think I remember. Yeah, so uh, he was standing in front of a, a white truck in the middle of a desert. And he was like, uh, hey, could we try and get uh, Gotham City in the background and maybe paint the car Joker colours? And I was like, mm, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, and in my head, I was like, okay, this might be kind of difficult because I'm going to have to mask out him, mask out the car, mask out the background, add a background, do some different stuff. Uh, and mm. then I'm going to have to completely repaint stuff. Uh, and it sounds very complicated, but once I just set up those like three different main layers, doing the rest of it was really easy to do. And the effects, oh, okay. the effects that uh, I actually got was amazing, and the feedback um, that I got was was great. So it, it seemed, even to me, like it was going to be a very complicated thing. It's going to take hours, and yeah. I I did it. I think in about two hours and half drunk. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but it looks amazing, and uh, it, it's it's things like that. It's very surprising yeah. sometimes. Uh, if you go into a project and think this is going to be really difficult, and then it starts to turn easier after you just set this kind of foundation, and then you can mm. just keep adding layers to it and just seeing what works, see what doesn't. Uh, and once you get into the swing of that, uh, it becomes uh, really easy to do because if something doesn't work, you can just delete it, try it again. Uh, I, I, yeah. And I think if you don't have the passion to do that, when something doesn't work, instead of just deleting it, trying it again, and thinking of a different way, you'd get really annoyed with that. Uh, if you have <laughs> passion for it, uh, it's like uh, sometimes when I'm doing uh, programming, if something doesn't work in the code that I'm writing, I get so annoyed, and I have to go out, <laughs> get a coffee, come back. Oh. So it's, it, it really does depend, I think. Okay, so um, obviously you said about passion, right? So mm. where did this passion come from? So I'm assuming, like, was this something that you just woke up one day and just thought, oh, you know, I want to edit photos? Or was you taught or did you teach yourself? Like, how um, did this, like, all come about? It kind of just evolved into a thing of, hey, let, let's try this out. Let's, let's see what see what this is. And mm. um, just by teaching myself and uh, online tutorials and things like that, uh, I, I just grew for it. And, uh, mm. and the more that I knew and 
like the more stuff that I could uh, figure out and uh, the more cool stuff I could do. Uh, the seeing those results and having that feedback uh, and being able to look at someone and go, wow, that actually looks pretty good. I did well there. Uh, just uh, kind yeah. of being happy that you've been able to do something really cool uh, just, drives that, <laughs> uh, just drives that passion. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm not really sure where it came from. Um, mm. Of course, uh, when I was a kid, I did a lot of dance, which turned into a lot of acting and performing. And then going into yeah. secondary school, uh, instead of being more on um, theatre, I then uh, wanted to be more behind camera. So I started writing scripts, oh, okay. uh, doing um, video editing, uh, focusing on uh, cameras. And then I got into photography because it's really a part of filmmaking as well. And then, oh yeah. so the editing skills that I picked up in, and the colour correcting skills that I picked up from doing video, uh, was easily transferable into a photo. And then it kind of just yeah. took from there. So, oh, okay. So it's kind of just been a train of me saying, okay, I'm, I am creative, but I have no idea on my spectrum here. So, so let's do everything yeah, I... and find out. Yeah, because I, yeah, it's really cool. Because obviously, I actually remember like going back to God, it seems like quite a while ago now. Mm. Obviously, going back to when you did like probably the first edited pictures you did for me, mm. um, that kind of sort of got kicked you back into it i think oh yeah for sure because because obviously i knew you sort of sat on it for a little while mm. and then um as time sort of progressed we ended up doing the tower bridge stuff mm. and then that obviously that got quite big on instagram and a lot of people liked that mm -hmm. and then we we're like oh we've really got something yeah. well when i say we i mean more dan but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like oh, okay we might actually have something here and obviously lockdown happened um and myself and dan um i would like take cosplay pictures dan would edit them um just because i just thought you know we're in lockdown i'm bored dan was bored mm. pretty much everyone was bored <laughs> and just looking for something interesting to look on the internet mm. and then it all went from there really it's sort of how it all sort of kicked off but mm. uh, yeah i think um you were actually a great help in being able to kickstart um, kick that again, because I think it was in 2016. Um, I kind of just stopped doing a lot of uh, video work and uh, things like that, because uh, yeah. all through my teens, um, my school friends and I, we had a YouTube channel that got to like 20,000 subs, something like that. Uh, and we were oh, doing wow, sketches okay. and short films and... Um, because of, uh, of things like depression and that, I was like, I, I uh, can't handle that stress. Because uh, yeah, I yeah. was essentially, I was writing the scripts, then I was um, acting uh, some of the characters in them while setting up uh, the camera. And then I was going back and editing them. And I did that for every yeah. single video. And um, everyone else would just come on uh, for a day or so, um, play a few characters, uh, have some fun and then go off again mm. and then I was the one uh, managing managing everything and uh, all through my teens I took that as uh, as an actual job to have yeah. to work on the advertising and uh, the promotional side and then have to uh, kind of mm. worry about um, a viewer relationship and things like that uh, so so I learned a lot from that but it, it was incredibly stressful and then everyone else did yeah. their exams went off to college and things like that 
Uh, so it, it kind of just fell apart. And I kind of just left that video and that photo uh, alone as a actual thing. Uh, I went mm. I went to college after and uh, we did some short films, um, some documentaries and things like that. Uh, I yeah. really knew I had to do it anyway. And I was top of the class. You're very welcome. So I, hey. I, I'm, I'm the coolest nerd that's ever been. <laughs> not, not to brag or anything. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> But I knew how to do all of it, and I still had that passion there. But yeah, uh, I mainly only went just to get the certificate. So if I felt oh. I wanted to go back into it, I, I could go to a job interview at a company that needs um, an advertising team and go, okay, well... I, oh, well, yeah, I, that's, that's fair play, though. Uh, so, yeah, but I, I never really uh, thought too much uh, from um, when I stopped doing YouTube of actually trying to turn it into mm. a, a job or a freelance kind of thing. So um, that's definitely when, uh, going back to our previous conversation of uh, social media, that's when you and the feedback that you can get from social media uh, now really yeah. kind of kick-started that. Uh, it kick-started okay. uh, that passion again. Um, mm. And then uh, I got to meet new people who loved the edits, who, who wanted edits as well. Uh, so, so it was... Um, possible to build that up and then look into the advertising uh, that I learned from uh, promoting on YouTube and things like that uh, to actually then turn it into uh, a freelancing job and woo! Woo! so now I get to sit on my butt at home all day yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah because um, years and years ago I, I did quite a lot of YouTube as well mm. um, yeah which I try not to talk about yeah um... I've, I've made memes of you by yeah, yeah, that. I've <laughs> um, yeah. So I did a, I did do a lot of YouTube once upon a time, and um, yeah, sort of like you said, you know, it really was exhausting, like mm. editing and like acting stuff out. And obviously, when I went to college as well, I sort of that passion kind of went. Mm. And then as I left college, I just never really got back into it, yeah. which is a shame, really, because it is definitely something I'd like to go back into. Because mm. I feel like it'd be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, for sure. To do that again, yeah. Because obviously I did that very, obviously I did that acting role in that Doctor Who fan film yes. that came out, not last year, the year before. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and I believe I'm actually working on something with James, Ooh. which I'm not supposedly meant to talk about, but yeah, that's just um, a little hit. It's, this, um, it's the final project, isn't it? Um, helping him out. I believe so. Well. Yeah. So, yeah, James, I mean... there's your little mentioned that <laughs> shout out to james who's in college he's uh the little pop of our group <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, and technically he hasn't actually made a sign ndas um for the project so technically mm. we could talk about it if we wanted to be uh you know asses about i it. mean i don't want to go <laughs> yeah i don't want to go like too deep into it but no. what i will say is um it's it's interesting oh for it's sure. definitely something good that i'm looking forward to mm. um it's very different to what i've done before mm. um so i'm kind of a bit like ah. but <laughs> i'll put it this way it's not an uplifting role no um it's not so yeah if you're expecting it to be really uplifting and happy then yeah it's probably not going to be for you no but if you're into like really dramatic and emotional stuff then it is probably going to be something for you to check out oh, for sure 
or or if you just want to check things out just because I'm in it, then yeah, that too. Well, but... <laughs> that's why I've watched things like The Current War because Tom Holland was in it, and uh, yeah, okay, yeah. good film. Have you come across? Have you like watched these new film yet, or is that still something you haven't seen yet? New film. Oh yeah, he's done this new movie called um, Cherry. Oh, mm. yeah, I haven't seen it. Which yet. is on Apple. Ugh. Oh, okay. Ugh, Apple. Ugh. <laughs> Why did they start the streaming but... service? <laughs> oh yeah, don't. Just don't. I already have too many subscriptions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, obviously we we brought up Comic Con. Mm. Um. I feel like that's kind of something that always gets brought up on this on this podcast because most stuff for me tends to happen at, at Comic Cons. Yeah. Obviously, you went to your first one back in like 2019. I did, yeah. Which I think was in was my in May. Uh, yeah, I think it was May. I saw the press pass so, um, somewhere because I was uh, I was there because of radio. So, so obviously, I've never I've for me personally, like obviously, I I cosplayed to cons. I just Pretty much everyone knows. Yeah. Um, if you don't know by now, I have no idea how you found. Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. But um, obviously, I I don't know what it's like for someone who isn't a cosplayer, like from that sort of perspective. So, what was your sort of perspective of like Comic Con and stuff? Because I imagine from someone who's an outsider and stepping in. Um, just sort of taking in everything around you. I suppose that must have been like really overwhelming, but also very exciting as well. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it was a tad overwhelming at the very start because I, I knew it was oh yeah thin, and I knew that um yeah it was place at the Excel, which is a huge center. Uh, I I assumed they was mm-hmm. only going to use one of the halls for it, and I assumed there's going to be a few thousand people there. Um, but I, I didn't know this scale until I got a Starbucks <laughs> at the end of the walkway going up to the XL. And I started walking in and seeing just massive crowds of people. Uh, so, uh, oh, yeah. It a bit, it is, it's huge. Yeah, it, it was a bit overwhelming. But it was, as you say, it was incredibly exciting as well. Because um, it's yeah. just such a completely different... Uh, vibe from anything else in the world uh, you know e- even oh, if yeah. you go to a, a concert that's fun you don't see people dressed up as the band members of maroon five or something like that so i mean <laughs> it's certainly i mean it would be very that's actually a great analogy there but... <laughs> <laughs> it would be very interesting to go to a maroon five concert and everyone's you know, dressed up but, um but yeah so it was um as you say overwhelming but exciting as well and yeah um, everyone there as well is so friendly and so proud of um them putting mm. their own costumes together and uh, the work that goes into it is uh, amazing so yeah uh, i think i was fortunate on my first one because i was technically there uh, for work so i was uh, i was yeah that's right this. so uh, mm. it's weird because uh, as soon as you have that purple badge around you say says press everyone's even more enthusiastic to share uh, because <laughs> obviously they can then go oh yeah by the way i can't think why yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so um so uh, being able to literally be able to ask uh, questions instantly of okay why do you come here and um 
Oh, where's your costume from? That must have been a lot of fun, though. Uh, For sure. And uh, a lot of the responses as well really helped to um, really visualise why Comic-Con's such a huge thing. And... um, uh, and yeah, a lot of a lot of the responses that I got from uh, the interview questions uh, literally was, uh, all my friends are here. Uh, we all come from uh, different parts of the world, different parts of Europe, and it's the only time yeah. um, we get to meet up. Uh, we it's a form of expression that we just don't get anywhere else. Yeah, um, and that was I, I think every single person said that. Like no one said, oh, it's it's just because I had a day off work or something like that. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. something that's um, really, um, everyone that goes there is really passionate. So it, it's yeah. so much easier to be able to find um, uh, new friends um, that share your passions and things like that as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, although, uh, again, growing up through uh, theatre and then through, um, through screening, that I'm used to people dressed up in a bunch of different costumes <laughs> and uh characters and that so uh, for me yeah. it's like stepping into this mm, like enormous uh improv stage theater. exactly um yeah. where everyone was like on their phones mm. acting out um some other stuff for tiktok and um really diving into characters and fan fiction stuff yeah like that, as well as just meeting up and Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, so for me, it was incredibly exciting because it brought back that kind of um, theatrical fe- feeling that I always had as a kid. Um, being able and, to and the photography uh, side of it exactly. as well. Yeah, the photography. Yeah, the photography side of it's quite big, which a lot of people don't realise. Mm. I think. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people don't see what it's like for photographers mm. as well. Because because um, obviously. One of the things I'm always seeing on social media is they're always talking about the cosplayers mm. and the con goers. But you never really hear much about the photographers, no. which I feel like is a real shame because um, they're pretty much everywhere. Oh, yeah. Whenever you go there. Like, you... Especially at MCM, yeah. yeah. You, like, you literally can't turn a corner without seeing a bunch of photographers uh, going around. Mm. Um yeah, I mean, especially uh, even at MCM, we've uh, been talking. I'm not even done up in cosplay. We just have a photographer that just comes up, takes a photo, walks off. Um, the following <laughs> day, we're all hung over from being at the park, and then we're just like, oh, look at this. We're on other people. That was actually them. something that I really wanted to bring up, <laughs> is we cannot talk about Comic-Con and not talk not about, the, about Fox. the Fox. Because every, every podcast I've done so far, I have not brought up the Fox. How have you not? You're four episodes in. So, wow, wow. I mean, <laughs> I feel like Dan, you're you're probably the right person. Wow, as um to explain to us what the fox is for someone who doesn't know so the fox. What the fox the is? The fox is a standard English pub that's just outside the XL. On most days, uh, it's really great for um the people that live around um for the apartments uh, to have a nice quiet drink. Mm. And a couple quiet drink. drink. And a couple of times a year, they <laughs> all get kicked out because um, everyone from Marvel cosplayers to anime girls all congregate at the Fox, have <laughs> a huge party, uh, get absolutely yep. wasted, um, 
oh, sometimes yes. end up hooking up with people, which has been interesting as, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what a funny one out. And um, I mean, seeing Smash Mouth at 11 o'clock at night. And so oh, it's yeah. a huge party for Comic Con. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I would have put it any better myself, to be <laughs> honest. Um, it's the only time you it's can quite, see... It's quite something. Yeah, it, it's the only time you can see Sonic the Hedgehog making out of Harley Quinn. And it's totally Oh, fun. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, again, also is a very surreal experience. But it's, it's one of the mm. best nights out ever. It, it's what I look forward to in terms of nights out. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's so fun as well. Like like Dan said, you know, you, you just see all these weird things which you would not see anywhere else on yeah. Earth. <laughs> and it's just incredible. Like, I remember when me and Dan were, like, queuing into, um, I think we were, like, at the bar mm. and we were trying to order. And then someone <laughs> went up to Dan and asked him to slap Ronald McDonald in the <laughs> face. And literally none of us knew what to do because we were just, like, God. Oh, I don't know what to <laughs> I do. Don't, I so, don't even remember that. That's sin. I mean, there's literally, so no, this happened, Dan. <laughs> literally, Dan looked at me, I looked at him, and then we literally just generally didn't know what to do. And, and I'm pretty sure it was Dan. I, I don't remember me doing it, but I'm pretty sure Dan eventually just went. Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> and then these two guys were like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was <laughs> Yeah, um, so <laughs> the weirdest thing has happened uh, at the Fox. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we had a massive, massive Iron Man suit, dancing Gamman style. That's not oh, something yeah, you see every day. Was... Like, that, that was amazing. <laughs> that was great. Like, that, that's like oh... flash mob material for YouTube right there. That's, oh, yeah. That's something you only seem to see on, on YouTube. <laughs> it's only a part of a planned event. But this is all just everyone got together, gets drunk, and... Yeah, I'm surprised we don't have more uh, compilations of everyone just being drunk. And I don't know why if Tony <laughs> don't go to the Fox after with their cameras. Like, oh, can you imagine? <laughs> so not only waking up and just oh my you, uh, god, can't talk to you, your friends. You also see from other photography accounts that uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I don't even remember doing that. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, it, it would certainly be a, an experience to have to... I will say this, though. Um, as great as the Fox is, and I love mm. it, like, I really like the atmosphere mm. there. Um, I do sort of see how it can't be for everybody. Because yeah. I would say if you're someone who doesn't really like big crowds, I wouldn't highly recommend no. it. At least not sober, oh, anyway. No. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've ever gone in the Fox, like, stone sober. No. I, I normally... Because I don't think I'd be able to handle that, because I'd just be a bit like, oh, okay, there's a lot of people here. Yeah, <laughs> but... it's just packed uh, wall-to-wall, I think. Uh, I was actually um, oh, I was yeah. actually looking at, uh, like, um, places where you can hire out uh, certain pubs and things like that, and uh, the Fox was listed. And they're uh, maximum oh, okay. legal safety capacity... Um, in terms of like fire safety and uh, things like that, uh, is I think one thousand people, and it oh, certainly wow. feels like there is a thousand people in that pub every Comic Con. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, oh yeah, definitely. That limit. <laughs> if not, probably sneaking. Blimey! I mean... 
but yeah, I mean, obviously with nightlife of after Comic Con, um, see, I wouldn't say it's like particularly about the um, um, MCM Comic Con, which is in um, as Dan said, the Excel mm. Center. A lot of people tend to hang out in the bars in the hotels as well, which is pretty yeah. chilled. So if you kind of want to go for like a chilled one with your mates, I, I'd kind of recommend doing that because a lot of the hotels around the XL are pretty mm. chill out. Um, they have a lot of bar balconies and stuff that you can sit on and have a chat with. Um, so there's always that as well. But mm. I, I honestly think like Comic-Con, like it doesn't really end. Like even during the nighttime, there's still stuff oh, yeah. going on. <laughs> Um, I see so many people that um, I I've seen around throughout the day, uh, and they've been dressed up in one costume, and then they're at the fox, and they're dressed up as something completely different. It's like some people have oh, their yeah. own cosplays just for getting drunk and filming themselves to do dumb stuff. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, it's, I, it's I so need. Cool. <laughs> and you even do that? Um, I think it was the last one we went went to. Uh, we met up and. Um, you got um a black and red suit. Is that so you change oh, yeah. out your cosplay that, that, and you got a good into, suit. Uh, something that I can't see you wearing if you were like at Weatherspoons. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, you no, get away no. With so so easily. <laughs> Hell yeah! I feel like we have to bring up Weatherspoons oh, yes. as well because I feel like one of the things we hundred percent have in common is we love oh, alcohol. Yes. Like we 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 love a good oh, drink. Yes. Um, so. Obviously, Dan. Hello. Thoughts on pubs opening? So, you know, obviously we've heard that in April some are opening, like, in, like, beer gardens and stuff. Like, is that going to – are you going to be, like, first in the queue for that or are you just going to wait till it's slightly more safer in May? Like, what what, what are you um, – what's your take? I'm not entirely sure. I, I guess over the course of the year I've just been more comfortable just – Sitting at home, blasting music until I get death, and just having a drink. Uh, so, I mean, mm. I could drink alcohol anywhere. So, uh, having centralised places doesn't really matter too much. Uh, but I certainly miss the atmosphere of meeting up with friends and having that social aspect. Yeah. Uh, so, getting drunk and Definitely. doing dumb stuff like borrowing cocktail jugs from other spoons. Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah. Have. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah, I, I should probably take that back, but I, 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 I yeah, I, I, I don't I think, think it's it, worth it now. It's, it's been too long. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah. Um, I don't think I'm going to be the first in the queue to reunite with uh, some of the people that I know strictly from pubs that I haven't seen in a year. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, if uh, like after work or something like that, uh, you were like. I'm stressed. Shall we meet up for a drink? Then screw it. I'm I'm in. <laughs> Even if I was doing something else, <laughs> I'll try and uh, change that back so I can get drunk. But I would I would go out. Oh, of yeah. way, I think um, in the first few weeks um, in April, um, mm. just for that social aspect because it's since starting to get back to normal. Oh yeah. Um. So uh, embracing that kind of um, a streak of normality uh, would would be quite nice. But I, I wouldn't. I just, I just miss, um, I just miss a pint from, um, from tap. To mm. be honest, you know, like a nice fresh yeah, drink, a, a nice like freshly beer, from the yeah. barrel. That's the thing. Just yeah. canned beer just tastes completely different. Yeah, I, I figured. 
So you say that, but I, this will shock you as well, Dan. Like, I've not had any alcohol, like, since New Year's. Wow. Really? Yeah, since New, yeah, since New Year's Day, I've not, I've not had a single drop of alcohol because I've just not really felt it or I've not really, because obviously I'm more of a social mm. drinker, I like to think. So obviously when I'm out going to a pub or meeting up with friends, it's almost guaranteed that I am going to be drinking at some point yeah. in the day. Obviously, because I haven't had that, I've not really had any real reason to mm. drink. Because I kind of see, like, don't get me wrong, I like alcohol and I like the taste of alcohol, but I kind of drink it because it kind of helps with my social anxiety. So I tend, so yeah, so obviously when you're, oh yeah, so obviously I've not really been able to do that because, well, I've been at work and, you know, I haven't been seeing friends and haven't been really going (laughs) anywhere. So yeah, yeah, I'll certainly say you're a social drinker, um, being. As mm. there's not really any social events it's yeah oh yeah i, I see where you're coming from i think in like four years i've known you i've known you to uh drink at home on your own uh twice maybe when like you just had like some extra yeah. beers or something like that uh from a previous oh yeah that, 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 that used to happen. i mean so so yeah um and for me, I've been drunk at least uh, about 25 times since the well, yeah, well, yeah. So I, I've certainly consumed <laughs> about 500 years of alcohol since. I, I don't know how my mm. puts up with it. But there you go. That's, <laughs> I'm training it. That's what it is. Obviously, um, something I definitely want to talk about is, you know, the um, we we've been on a lot of adventures together, oh, yes. like especially when oh, drunk. Yes. I feel like that's definitely something we have to talk about. Oh gosh, where do like, we start? Um, like yeah, where do we start? Like I I can imagine there's so many stories that you want to tell that will somehow like entertain oh, you. I'm just overwhelmed with thinking about all the dumb stuff I've done when drunk now. Uh... <laughs> But we might have to come back for a second Or what episode. we've done together. Uh, okay, um, or, where should we start? Let's see a different side to Lucas. Let's um, explore that. Okay, well, let's... <laughs> hmm, where do we start? So, uh, after uh, Tower Bridge, uh, we all went uh, yes. for a bit, which was fun. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, my phone, I, I think I'd lost my phone, or I'd... Uh, my phone had died or something like that uh, so I because I'm an idiot forgot my card so my card was only on my phone and then my phone had died so I was like oh well alright well that's that's great <laughs> uh, so uh, I had uh, got my mother to meet us at the shard uh, to, because I could yeah. physically get a train home uh, so while we were waiting uh, I think uh, Eric was there so it was uh, you myself and Eric yeah. Uh, just standing at the shard because it's just uh, an iconic meeting place just to find people. It's literally uh, just outside London Bridge, so it's it's easy to find on the map. Um, and it, it, it's mm. generally a, a meeting spot that I have in central London if I'm meeting anyone. So, because uh, normally it's easy because um, I, I would get the train into uh, London Bridge um, normally and meet people there. Um, or I then have access to uh, the tube or so uh, to meet you at Victoria or something like that. So, mm. um, so yeah, and we were waiting, and I was like, 
you know where I haven't been in a while. I haven't been to my favourite. The shard. Uh, we're right there, so why not? And uh, we walked in. <laughs> uh, what I loved is you were semi dressed for this because by this t- point you have changed out as Spider Man. Because uh, you were getting a. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it'd be very strange <laughs> if. That'd be a completely different <laughs> story, otherwise. Sorry, it would have been more excited to tell, but <laughs> you you should have changed <laughs> that if we knew we were gonna do this. And um, so we were both semi-dressed for the occasion, but certainly um not really sober enough. And Eric was just there in <laughs> as he normally is, <laughs> walking into probably one of the most poshest places in London, apart from um, the Ritz. And we walked straight past security. <laughs> I think they were like, mm, okay. But the thing is, because we'll have to go through uh, the hotel area, um, I easily could say, well, mm. I have a room on the uh, 42nd floor. I mean, yeah. And, and that's something you can happily say, and they'll have to let you in. Um, but because the amount of times I've been there, I literally just happen- I happily could just nod and be like, good evening, sir, uh, and just continue walking. So we went straight through uh, past security, uh, straight yeah, up did. to um, straight up to uh, the hotel's lobby, and uh, turns out unfortunately the bar was closed, so I couldn't treat you guys to uh, the best view. But yeah, that was a shame. I remember I think that. It was the first yeah, first time you had actually uh, been into the shards, so you had, uh, and I think that's right, yeah, as well. So as soon as uh, the elevator yeah. doors opened and you both walked out. You were like, whoa, look at this view. And I kind of just looked at reception. I was like, oh, these amateurs, right? <laughs> I thought we stayed there for like uh, five minutes or so. And then I was like, all right, we're good now. Yeah, yeah. And we got some funny looks by the, ho- um, by the receptionist. So we've literally just essentially just wandered up there drunk, uh, bypassed security and everything. And now oh, yeah. wandering back off again. It's like... <laughs> Well, there you go, guys. If if you want to get into the shard, this, this is, is this is how this is how you do it. And just this... act confident, and they will just let you in. <laughs> oh, which I think proposed the security risk there, but I mean, at this point, who cares? Um, which is great, actually, because um, I, I don't actually think I've actually taken you to uh, my most favourite bar in London, but it's on the fifty-second floor of the shard. It, it's a tad on the expensive oh, okay. side, but the views is amazing. And uh, there's waiter service. Oh, uh, wow. We all call you sir and madam. So, I mean, that that's why oh. it's like 20 quid a cocktail. So, I mean... It, oh, yeah, always, I mean, of course. It, I don't recommend um, staying there all night to uh, get drunk on champagne because... Um, yeah, no. I, I learned I, that I, the hard <laughs> way on my 19th birthday. I think I went there. Uh, oh my drinks. god then i went to see a show and then we went back there and uh my oh, bank okay. account in the morning said i had about 700 pounds coming out from the show and i was like oh well oh that's... my god no way <laughs> that, that's interesting that's my god <laughs> uh, but I, i'm gonna have to take you up there at least for a couple of drinks because um yeah once covid's mm-hmm. clear yeah that that's definitely something that we need mm-hmm. to um Look into that. Um, there is a, um, a premium, uh, I think, to be in the shard. Um, but uh, on oh, okay. uh, I think it's the 74th floor, so the very top, uh, where you have those um 
uh, I think it's a view from the shop, which is owned by um, management and that. So you uh, go up there and essentially <clears throat> you pay like 20 quid per person to just look at the view. And that's it. And if you want a glass of champers or something, that's an extra like 15 quid. And you're like, okay. <clears throat> and there's no season or anything. So if you wanted a cheap way to do that, get drunk at Weatherspoons, cross London Bridge, and just... <laughs> Go to reception. Yeah. yeah the, <laughs> and it's free. You get to see the view. And um, if the bar's still open, you can go up there. Uh, if they have spare rooms. And have more drinks. Well, I mean. Or sleep in well, them. Well, I mean, you could probably fall asleep in the armchair. You might get kicked out by security at that point. But uh, <laughs> it seems security is surprisingly relaxed. Uh, as long as you just say sir and you look like you're meant to be there. And... Um, <laughs> So don't, so don't go, go as Spider-Man. Spider-Man no. <laughs> I mean, if, just, I put on a suit oh. and just brush up on your incredibly posh accent and you'll be fine. Uh, or oh, go as saying. an Asian tourist um, and <laughs> you'd get in as well. Fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the two uh, types of people you generally get in, Chad. Um, posh people and Asian tourists. And, yeah, there we go. So yeah, Fantastic. I mean, at that point, I think a glass of Coke or something, I think it's a fiver, which is kind of expensive. But I mean, when you get up into the oh, bar okay. for free and just have a glass of Coke and a seat, there is no point going up those extra 20 floors to see to see the view and pay 20 mm. for a ticket because you can have the exact same experience sitting down, being waited on for a fiver. So there's no point. So I mean, yeah. well, yeah. So obviously, um, obviously with that day, obviously we won't go too much into detail because I feel like this is so. This is a topic that we've spoken about like so many times. I think. Um. So um, obviously that day was the big Tower Bridge Spider-Man shoot. Um, which I think was an experience for all of us. Mm. I think. Because uh, <laughs> I um, yeah, it, it it was a lot of fun. But I think a lot of people don't realise like the stuff that we actually did to get to where we got. As Dan will oh, explain, particularly but particularly before we actually entered yeah, the building. Yeah, that was certainly um, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was certainly interesting. Uh, so uh, at Tower Bridge, we essentially. Uh, Sat outside um, on the plaza area outside uh, the old city hall, and uh, you were already dressed mm. up, and people were already looking at you like, "Okay, yep. this is odd." And um, <laughs> I, 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 I come in, yeah. and I'm like, "Okay, well, let's try and do your makeup." I'm not an artist, but let's just try this out. Um, so there's just yeah. So we were just there, three grown men, one of them laughing another one putting makeup on the third one dressed as spider-man and if you're walking out <laughs> after a very serious budget meeting outside um outside city hall you probably think uh, that cocaine's really hit you a bit too hard um <laughs> i'm sorry for any politicians uh, that had to witness that <laughs> um but yeah so um there's a lot of looks and things like that. And then we had uh, this, this one person. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was like, oh, yeah, uh, what are you guys doing? And we were like, um, 
Oh yeah, my friend here, uh, Lucas, uh, does a lot of stuff on Instagram. Uh, Spider Man's his uh, main cosplay. So uh, just to be part of uh, the film, um, yeah. we're gonna go into Tower Bridge, um, do some photos, say hi to a few people, uh, and things like that. So we're just getting um, makeup prepared. And at first, I just thought this guy um, had literally just uh, crossed uh, crossed the river, had a couple of pints in the weather spoons, uh, come back. Uh, was just kind of mm. drunk and was just curious. So I was like, oh, this is a bit weird, but uh, let's be polite. And then he kind of got um, like fairly close and looked around. I was like, uh, okay, is this a drug deal now or something? And um, and then he kind of like flipped over and level one and said, um, Tower Bridge Police. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> yeah. a week ago uh, we had someone who um, said the same thing and uh, they jumped off the bridge and almost killed themselves. And I was like, oh. Mm. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. to be a, a fun little area. <laughs> and like that. And here we're technically instantly being questioned um, by the police, which is more security than you would exist uh, when drunk at the Shard. So, <laughs> um, so that already put a bit of a, uh, a negative spin, I think. Uh, crossing, oh, yeah. uh, actually crossing the bridge to go to um, the receptionary for the tours. And... Um, and then when we got mm. there, um, the atmosphere then actually just changed to be exciting again. Because uh, uh, as soon as we were oh, there, yeah. I think um, uh, Eric was there as well. And I, he just came back from uh, Poland, I think. He was. So he had like, he had like a thousand I think so, yeah. of uh, coins and stuff in, in his backpack. So we're sneaking. <laughs> so essentially, we're trying to sneak in. Uh, we're trying to sneak in <laughs> Spider-Man into Tower Bridge with um, a photographer... <laughs> <laughs> and smuggling Polish money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> smuggling a thousand euro. <laughs> it does sound kind of bad. It does sound kind of bad saying yeah. it out loud now. Like <laughs> say it out loud and think back. It is certainly uh, it's certainly an interesting one. Um, I'll never forget the journey oh, on the lift yes. as well. Particularly what, particularly when you was filming it, which was really annoying, <laughs> yeah, well, by the way. Yeah, but, just, just just going past reception. Um, I think um, the receptionist that uh, got your ticket already knew exactly why we were there to take photos, given the film. But <laughs> that he, was super cool. He annoyed you so much. He was like, "Oh, it's, uh, it's Batman, I think, isn't it? Wow, look at that! It's Batman." He was like, "All right, have fun, Batman." Oh yeah, he, like, that guy was mm. an ass. <laughs> I was surprised you. <laughs> and then going up into um, the elevator to then actually go out, it was. Uh, it was great. And again, you had a lot of tourists looking at you. <laughs> um, yeah. I actually remember the tour guide was trying so hard yeah. to keep it together when he was doing the tour. And I was like, and he just kept looking at me and I was like, oh my God. Um, yeah, it, okay. it really was it's one of those kind of awkward silence moments in the elevator like, that you only see in comedy. <laughs> where everyone just has this awkward silence in the elevator. <laughs> There's really <laughs> annoying jazz music playing. As you're going up, and no one really wants to talk because it's just—it uh, literally was a scene from a film that does that. <laughs> and, um, as soon as we got there and started taking photos, I, I, I saw that you were actually really nervous to do that because there was so many people who were uh, coming past still, uh, who were looking at you and kind of pointing. And I saw a few people sneakily trying to take uh, photos so they could probably post it on Instagram. Yeah. Um, a lot of, uh, I think everyone else that was actually there um, was on holiday anyway. 
I don't think there was anyone else from uh, London yeah. that was there at, at that point. So mm. literally, uh, we was in a tourist attraction uh, with you dressed as Spider-Man. So uh, there's a lot of people trying to take photos so they could probably share it with friends. Like, oh, look where I am. And look what's just happened. And, um, uh, and I remember there was uh, <laughs> one person who looked like they really wanted a photo with you. And I was like, okay, well, yeah. Uh, if we just kind of ignore uh, those people, it's just going to feel more awkward uh, at that point because it it literally is like, um, yeah. if if someone's actually filming um, a film or something like that, and you have this crowd of people that's like, what's going on? It um, if actors and that don't um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, don't like communicate and, and make people feel included then it, it just feels very awkward to be yeah there. i get so, that yeah um easing that kind of attention uh, and having that um kind of publicity be there uh in a, uh, a positive sense uh, i think really helps with the photos mm. uh, so um so uh, yeah i think it was uh, an asian tourist first uh that wanted the photo and you were kind of there looking a bit awkward and yeah incredibly proud of himself uh that he was getting a photo <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. I remember I had a photo of a family as well, which was yeah. Um, I think all in all, there was uh, a three or four people that wanted photos of it. There's a little kid as well. And then towards the end, there was a family. Yeah, yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was so cool. It was definitely. It was. It was oh, definitely yeah. worth it though, because I've not actually seen any other Spider-Man cosplayer no. do it. Actually, so. Probably because they think it's too insane. They probably to do think, it. "What a stupid <laughs> idea!" <Yeah. laughs> so, no, that's the thing. I, I think with a lot of but, uh, stuff, we end up getting up to, especially when drunk. We're like, "This is a stupid idea." We're like, "Yeah, let's do it anyway." Yeah, let, let's, let's try do it. it out. Why not? Let's, let's have the experience. I definitely think it was. Yeah, I oh, definitely yeah. think it was worth it. I definitely look back on it and I feel like it's definitely like it was it was a fun day as well. Like not just for the photos. I think actually getting to see that view and, you know, learn a bit about Tower Bridge, yeah. I thought was really oh, yeah, good. So you actually went into the scene rooms and that after with you dressed as Spider-Man. So after we had done the photo shoot and now yeah. you was genuinely really interested uh, in the tour and in the industrial. Oh, after. yeah, I, I yeah. was. Yeah. Which I thought was, I thought that it was, was a lot of fun. Spider Man was genuinely interested about um, <laughs> the industrial era. <laughs> <laughs> was... It was kind of cool as well because, um, obviously, when I was doing research about Spider Man mm. Far From Home, obviously, it, I found out that they didn't obviously they didn't use the actual Tower mm. Bridge. They literally made. A set. Yeah, they made a set of uh, pinewood and replicated they? it. They did, and it and going there, you sort of realise the amount of detail that mm. they actually went into to get it. I mean, there was a few things which I was a bit like, oh, yeah, there yeah that wasn't there and that wasn't there. But yeah, I think for the most part, they did a great job. Like particularly like the like the sort of long mm. bit, like the floor and the the walls and the windows and stuff like that. I thought yeah. they did really well. Um, and it makes me really pleased as a fan as well to actually have my favourite superhero um, in England and in a town that I can actually get to. Because um, going back to like my childhood, I would never have thought in a million years that we would have got a Spider-Man movie that happened to, which would yeah. have been set in London. So 
I feel kind of privileged to have experienced that, and especially myself as well, which kind of adds to yeah. the experience. Think, uh, as you said as well, when um, you were uh, recreating um, the set of uh, Tower Bridge on uh, the soundstage in uh, Vinewood, the, the level of detail there uh, mm. makes you proud of, of that film. Because they, they really tried oh, yeah. to nail absolutely everything. And I think the one mistake that I mm. couldn't remember is um, they missed out a fire exit sign at the end. But, uh, but then... Yes, but then again, I remember that, I mean, yeah. If that was lit up, um, any slight tweak of that would have ruined the shot in terms of lighting anyway. So so I, I can see why there was yeah. a decision probably to take that out or uh, bypass that. But I think that was the only main... Uh, mean thin, so yeah, I think every yeah, I think you're right on that actually. Yeah, I would say everything else was mm. pretty top notch, and it's a really mm. cool scene as well. Um, it's easily probably one of my favorite scenes, like in Spider Man movies or just in superhero movies in general, just because of the where mm. it's located. For I sure, think. yeah, no, that's thin. Like, I think if you live close by or um, you can travel to. Uh, somewhere where you've seen one of your favourite films actually be shot um, or, or replicated. I would definitely it's a, recommend it's going, very, yeah. Um, it's almost a surreal experience, in a way. It's like um, mm. in Captain America Civil War, I think I've told you this before, uh, the airport that they have that huge That's right. In, um, was uh, the Leipzig Halle Airport, yeah. um, which is in southern-ish Germany. And I've I've been there before. Oh, okay. And I didn't even realise it until the plane was taken off of the runway as I was coming back um, back to England. And I was like, hold up. Oh, I wow, that's so I cool. I looked out the window and thought, okay. Uh, I literally could, like, in my head, I could see the visual effects of Spider-Man uh, swinging about and Iron Man flying around and things like that. And because it was shot at that um, airport, I was already a, a little disheartened to have to go home anyway. But, um, <laughs> um, but to have that, it, it was. But so that's cool. really cool, though. Oh, wow! I, I'm now technically on a mm. set uh, because um, in it's a fairly small airport, um, so uh, if they need to close that's right, for yeah. a couple of days for a film or or close off a section of it, it it doesn't really cause too much travel disruption. So that's probably why they picked it. Um, because, I yeah. mean, you wouldn't get away with actually, like, filming on the runway at Heathrow or something like that. It's just, it's way too much to do. Oh, yeah, definitely um, not, no. But, um, with the Leipzig Halle Airport, um, the main uh, planes that go there are, uh, like, medium-sized jets um, that fly over to um, Berlin or to Frankfurt and domestic. Um, or there's little propeller jets, so you can, like, city hop um, uh, and things yeah. like that. So it, it's a fairly small airfield, um, which was great. But just to be there, I didn't even recognise it going in. I actually landed there or going through um, or, or anything. Um, so I, it's the same kind of thing with uh, Tower Bridge. Um, although we knew when we were yeah. going to Tower Bridge that we were going there because uh, the film set. Uh, but it's... It's a, oh yeah, it, of course, yeah. It's kind of a very different experience, I think, to um, to mm. just go somewhere uh, and then you realize, oh, I just crossed paths with uh, like one of the biggest films on the planet accidentally, <sighs> and just having that sudden realization, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, they actually filmed it. Is uh, uh, for me as someone 
who yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Doing a lot of film uh, and things like that. It's it's certainly a a very uh, positive and exciting feeling to have. Uh, it's in the same way whenever mm. um, I, I hear things from um, sound stages uh, in Pinewood and things happen. So where they recreate Tower Bridge because I've already been to Pinewood. Um, it was it, yeah to hear things like that is just amazing. So I I know exactly what stage they're on about. <laughs> which is uh, surreal it is so cool to yeah. oh, I literally know how to get there and it's it's not so much in a distance to have a casual stroll there uh, from where I am it's the other side of London um, but yeah so um, yeah so um, before we wrap this up um, obviously I, I, I assume you have listened to at least a few uh, of my podcasts them, yeah. um, towards the end um, obviously, I do the Thinking Out Loud right. challenge. Um, so, obviously, what the, the rules of the game is I will give you things and you literally have to answer by the first thing that comes straight oh. into your head without you know, thinking about actually it. You do this to uh, figure out if you're insane or not. And as I've been clinically... As I've been clinically <laughs> I know! This is certainly going to be a... Oh, this is an experience. Just don't do what James did and actually think about the answers. <laughs> so, because I don't think he fully understood wow, the game. That's James. Um. So, the first thing I'm going to go with, seeing we were on, we were on the subject, right. is Tower Bridge. So, the first uh, thing that comes to your head. Okay. Um. um weather speed. Um. Bagel. Sidewalk. Um, uh, movies. Cinema. Popcorn. Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucas Out Loud. On that note, um, yeah, so another thing we normally do at the end of this is I get the guests to ask an okay. audience a question. Which, you know, which will be fun. Um, it could be as difficult as you like. Um, it gets the audience involved. Um, of course. And stuff like that. One of the previous questions that I had um, on Ronnie, which um, which mm. was um, last week, is that Ronnie asked um, the names of all the oh, Disney wow. princesses. And Ronnie wanted it as very controversial as possible because obviously there's very controversial sides to um what um a disney princess is in disney um so i'm very much looking forward to seeing like more people answering that so what will what's your question for Um, uh, this week dan putting you on the spot um i think uh if if lucas was in a in a film what film would he be best at and what film would he look completely out of place in? Oh my god! Oh my I, god. I would love to see how people would uh, think about you. I'm actually curious about the answer yes. as well. But I'm not going to lie. I could see you uh, easily in any one of the uh, Con- uh, Cornetto trilogy films. I mean, it just feels like. Oh, just... I'd I love like that. I'd love that. Anyway, when we go out drinking, it, it turns into one of those. 
mm. something you'll be really out of place in, uh, in my opinion, will probably be like a, a Korean drama or something like that, where, you know, <laughs> a bunch of Koreans about having really, uh, really emotional yeah. heart-to-heart uh, conversation. There are tears and drama and big orchestral music, and then you're just there, just eating some popcorn Bloody hell. as like a tourist or something, <laughs> being like, ah! Asia's nice, isn't it? Oh, God. So, <laughs> that would be my answer. So I'm curious to see what the audience will say. Okay. Um, honestly, no, Dan, thank you so much for um, coming on. It's been great, as always. Like It's always having, it's always great having you of on course. things like this. It was a pleasure to be here. Um, so, uh, what, to end this off, um, can you like give us stuff that we can actually find you on um, like social media-wise? Yeah, but I can't remember it because uh, as as enthusiastic as I seem about social media, I don't really care. Um, so uh, you can find me on Instagram, <laughs> which is Daniel.toast. Um, yep. To be fair, I think that's it. <laughs> I don't use Twitter, don't use Facebook. And your your website that you have? Fiverr.com and... Yeah, I think just type in uh, cosplay photo edits and I come up on that first page. So, yes. And Fantastic. the link, I think, is uh, um, in my bio anyway on Instagram. So, Perfect. Of course. We, we like those. <laughs> <The easiest. laughs> um, all right. Of course. Thank I'm you so much, Dan. Um, so. All right. Brilliant. I'm... <laughs> all right. See you later. Course, thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. So if you enjoyed that episode of the podcast and you want to hear more of me bickering on with other people bickering on, then please do click on that follow button on whatever platform or device you are listening this to. Also, if you'd like to know more about the podcast and more about the host, then please do follow my official Instagram, which is Lucas Out Loud. That is Lucas underscore out underscore loud.